just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? The Facebooking and the tweeting and the Instagramming, all that would not exist without our understanding of science. So it's amazing how you took that as an insult. If you mean true for you is different from true for anybody else, have yeah, something to absolutely, true for you. because I can't something think either got to be true or not. I can't, no, no. Uh, greetings, citizens of Netlandia. Welcome back to O'Reilly Radio. This is show 147, recorded Friday, March 17th, 2017, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go, oh, really? I'm your host, Andy Cowan. With my usual suspects, I have Amber Brissucker and Daniel Atherton. Welcome back. Apparently, uh, the, the last show did not kill you, even though it was, it was long and arduous, and uh, then there was the two weeks of downtime, so we've we've survived that. So now we have more news from the front as the White House has released their budget proposal. Uh. And of course the world hasn't slept and neither apparently has Donald Trump or the, the rest of the White House uh, as more things have, have come out. So we'll, um, we'll just kind of take you through those as, uh, as we can and we'll try not to drop too many expletives, but no promises. So this is your warning. So. Mind the little ears. This might not be appropriate for them. Not that this news is necessarily appropriate for them anyway. So we do make mistakes. So please, if you find one, go ahead and, and send us a note over at Podcast at gmail.com. That's O-R-L-Y-R-A-D-I-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or you can always phone it in at 470 Five nine. We'll also take uh, text messages and things like that. And uh, you know, if they come in, like even during the show, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll talk about them. I'll talk to you directly. I will address your question, etc. And if you want to even really get more involved with the show, we do have a live stream out at Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Radio Show, and you can participate in the in the chat room there. We already have Sneaky Ninja Nurse joining us again, so thank you back. Thank you for coming back for us. And, of course, before we really get started, I have to thank the people that have actually contributed to the show monetarily. Thank you for, to our patron supporters, uh, Donald Davis, Melissa G., Henry, Daniel Duncan, and Dan Smith. Thank you very much for contributing to the show in an ongoing financial basis. And you, you too, can join their ranks and get our, our accolades at patreon.com slash Radio. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Okay. Now, with all that housekeeping out of the way, how are you two? Uh, that good? That good. Well, the, 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 the good news, uh, I'm seeing from the budget is we don't have the full budget proposal. This, this is just the military one. Say what? So, so yeah, this, the, the links will be out, uh, available in our show notes. Um, but the the White House has um, <clears throat> released a PDF. It's 24 pages, uh, entitled Amendment Underscore O Three Underscore Sixteen Underscore Eighteen. So this is for fiscal year 2018. Yeah, this is just the defense budget. Really? Um, yeah. Um, we don't have the other ones where they're cutting everything. This is just covering where they're increasing their spending. Um. And let me, let me tell you, um, it, it's a doozy. 
Um, the um, the Washington Post also has a uh, has a link uh, to kind of what they're what they're doing. So, out of the federal budget released in 2016, there was there's a mandatory 73 percent um, funding, and then there's 27 percent that is defense, and then literally everything else discretionary spending that they can they can do things with. So, of the federal budget, still roughly 73% of it is already allocated, does not even get touched by budget proposals from the White House. It's mandatory spending, it's just, this is operating expenses. So then you've got the discretionary funds, which does include, really, it's additional defense spending. There is mandatory defense spending that we don't see. Yeah. But this is... We still have a, a rather large chunk of just discretionary funding that goes towards that. Um, and you can always a- increase spending by increasing debt ceiling, right. which, to remind everybody real quick, mm-hmm. was a giant sticking point during the Obama administration with the Republican-controlled House. Yes. Um, they, they were going, we're not going to increase the debt ceiling. We're not going to increase the debt ceiling. Um and when questioned about it now, they're going, oh, we'll just increase the debt ceiling. Yeah, just, just increase Fiscal that. conservatism only happens when it's about stuff they care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, to give a little bit of uh, infographic stuff here. So this was, uh, again, out on the Washington Post. So they've got the discretionary spending and the mandatory. So some of the 2018 proposed spending... Because really, if we have to go through that PDF, I'm just going to try to claw my eyes out. Uh, um, so this makes it maybe yeah. a little little better, and then we can drill this down is if a, we absolutely This is a summary. To. Yeah. So they want to increase defense spending by $54 billion. I would like to point out, thanks to our friends out at, at, out at the Wikipedia Foundation, uh, a list of the International Institute for Strategic Studies, the top 15 defense budgets in 2015. Okay, so this is still similar. At the top of the list, no matter which list you're looking at, is always going to be the United States because we spend the most on defense. So in 2015, the United Spence, the United Spence, <laughs> uh, the United States. <clears throat> spent $597.5 billion on defense. Now, China, who is apparently going to be our enemy in the upcoming war, which has not yet to to be announced, you know, still still to be determined, details are still forthcoming. TBD, TBD. That's right, all to be TBD. So, China spends 145 billion. Well, that's a drop off. Oh, from from the United States? Yeah. Yes, yes. Saudi Arabia, 81.9 million billion. I'm sorry, that's B. Yeah, B. B. Billion. The B is important. The B is important. So these these numbers are all in billion. So now, Russia. Saudi Arabia, that little country, spends more than Russia. Russia spent 
$65.6 billion. The United Kingdom, $56.2 billion. One, our biggest ally. The Trump administration wants to raise defense spending by about the entire defense spending of our nearest ally. And most well-armed ally. Yeah. I mean, just to add a little perspective here, that's what they want to do. They also want to charge uh, the United States citizens $2.6 billion for a border wall or fence or something like that. Um, uh, there have already letters been sent out going, Hi, you can either concede to let us pay you for your land or we're just taking it under mm-hmm. eminent domain. It, yeah, I was going to say eminent domain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was already going to happen. So but Those have already been sent out before we've even paid for the thing. Well, they before they can actually start building it, they have to allocate the land. Yeah. I don't know if we even have contractors in place or architects or anything. You know, I'm sure there probably is, but yeah. And then the uh, then the school choice bill, you know, for vouchers. They're tagging that in there for 1.4 billion. <laughs> I I don't understand exactly. Well, really, I could just say I don't understand exactly what they're talking about <laughs> at all about these things because it, it doesn't uh, does not compute in my head. Um, so it's it's giving money to private education. Mm-hmm. Well, there is little oversight whatsoever. Um, now that on the ups there there are upsides and downsides to private education. Now, some private institutions. Do pride themselves on doing as best they can, plus giving your child mostly a religious background on top of their education and sending them, getting them ready for whatever university they are applying for. Uh, and there is some success there. However, there are a number of institutions whose focus is less on education in, you know, STEM, and more education in religious studies. And there's no real oversight. oversight. They're yeah, private no oversight. institutions. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I... <sighs> I don't think we need to change the system that we have now. No, no, we, we, we could definitely use some changes, like better p- paying teachers, um, well, better yes. funding schools, yeah. There, 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 are, there are plenty of changes that need to be made. Our education system is so far behind the rest of the first world. I would like to pour but, more money into it as opposed to pull money out of it. Yeah, and trying to uh, privatization is not a solution. You can privatize other stuff, but the, pr- privatization works when infrastructure is there. Educational infrastructure is ephemeral. Let's, therefore, it's not there. Let's talk about infrastructure, shall we? Um, so, again, in in this, they've they Washington Post has broken broken it down a little for, further here. So, the EPA is getting a thirty one percent decrease. The State Department a twenty nine percent decrease. The Department of Agriculture twenty one percent in the red. Um, 
Labor Department, 21%. Department of Health and Human Services, 18%. Commerce Department, 16%. Education Department, 14%. Uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development, 13 Transportation Department, another 13%. The Department of That's the being Interior. Taken from? Yes, being taken. These, these are all numbers being taken away from them. Their God, overall yes. budget being slashed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Department of Interior, twelve percent. The Department of Energy, six percent. Small Business Administration. W- where's your freaking jobs? There, they're going to take five percent away from them. The Treasury Department minus four percent. The Justice Department minus four percent, and they're taking a percentage point away from NASA as well. In contrast, they're giving 6% to the Department of Veterans Affairs, 7% more for the Department of Homeland Security, and another 9% for the entire Defense Department. HRA gets one of the largest budgets, period. Right. Yeah. Um, now, so what I wanted to point out there was the Transportation Department infrastructure. You know, our crumbling bridges and roadways, right? Yeah. That was a big... That was a big talking point on the on the campaign trail. Yes, it was. He's cutting funding from it. Yeah, I I already I'm know hearing what the white of them wanting to privatize the Department of Transportation. They do. They want to make it for profit. They want to all tolls charge you tollways everywhere. Yeah, they want to charge you to get to work. Um, they're 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 going to charge people. Out of their jobs. Um, yeah, that that's that that will be a thing that happens if it is privatized. Now, the thing that strikes me as terrifying is the Department of Energy, hmm. which is in charge of our nuclear arsenal. Yes, which which the Republican president has stated multiple times he wishes to increase our nuclear arsenal. But you're going to be cutting money from the thing that makes certain that it is taken care of and is maintained. Well, what they're what they're going to argue is that they're reducing the budget from the, De- the Department of Energy so that they don't have the money to put into regulation. So then they'll still have all that money that they weren't spending, you know, on regulation and things. Maybe six percent of their overall budget, and they're going to put all that continuing to create more stockpiles. I don't know about you guys, but I am excited for Fukushima two electric boogaloo, or in this case, <laughs> nuclear boogaloo. <laughs> oh, for the audience at home, anytime Amber is really peppy, uh, the world is on fire. That's... Yeah, my the level of my <laughs> excitement for things in my voice usually has a direct correlation to how fucked up my mental state is. So, <laughs> oh. so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, nervous laughter, nervous laughter, nervous they, laughter. They want they want to take money away from, uh, as was stated. If you see any of the interviews with Mulvaney. Wants to take money away from Meals on Wheels. They yeah, want they to take pull all federal funding from Meals on Wheels, which is mostly a volunteer organization. 
the volunteers are the ones who, who move the food to the people who yeah, and you're kind of fading away. I don't, I'm not sure. Might have been yeah. Just Skype okay. or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> How how's this? Oh, much better. Much better. Yes. Better. Okay. Yes. You need to. So speak I'm to having hairs. to pretty yeah. much eat the microphone. No, no. At just, this point, you just have to project to the blue hairs in the back of the room. Uh, okay, blue hairs. <laughs> uh, the Republicans want you to die. That that is what this budget is. This yeah. is Trump saying he wants you dead. I saw an so we don't have to pay for you anymore. I saw an interesting statistic that Meals on Wheels is about three million dollars a year in federal yeah. funding. I mean, it's really minuscule. However, that one trip that is a drop off. One golfing trip for yes. a president is three million dollars. He you has know, I... been on vacation every single weekend. Yes. Yes, he has. According to uh, our friends over at Epic Progress, who have been keeping a tally on that, the taxpayer cost for Trump's lifestyle to date, as of March 16th, 2017, is $80,671,428.40. Andy? Yeah? Do me a favor. What you need? Um, <laughs> could you... Could you find out, like, what we can get for 80 mil? What can we get for 80 mil? We can get the entire Saudi Arabia... Oh, wait, no, that's billion. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, that's wrong. Has, we haven't uh, gotten there yet. Okay, B, so... B, not M. Yeah. Or yeah. in this case, M, not B. Uh, what can I buy for 80 million? Let's see what the Google machine says. Uh, tw- uh, no, 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 okay. Besides I, I, Ronaldo, what else can you buy for 80 million pounds? <laughs> okay, you uh, want a world-class soccer star? You can get that for 80 mil. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> so, uh, one of see. the wealthiest sportsmen in the, on the world, that's, that, that's, that's his salary for the year. Yeah. That, that's his salary. Uh, as many as 1.31 million Apple iPhones. <laughs> so we just solved the healthcare Ooh. crisis. Because remember, the iPhone, all you have to do to pay for healthcare is not buy an iPhone. Yeah. So that takes care of the healthcare crisis, at least for a million people. You can buy about 80 Bugatti Veyrons. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. How many people? <laughs> uh, it can fly a person to the International Space Station three times. Good heavens. I mean, I've been looking for something to do this summer, so. You can buy a Big Mac for the entire population of Canada. You can buy Canada. <laughs> a Big Mac. The country. The entire a Big Mac. Yes, you can, take, <laughs> you can take Canada to a cheap dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big Macs and chill. <laughs> nice. Nice. They get Netflix. We could buy Canada a Big Mac. Yes, that's that's a good comparison, I think. So I, I think That's my favorite one. That's good. 
That's good. I like that one. Well, he said, come on. I like it. Come on, you silly computer. You're not going to show me anything, are you? No, you're well, not. I, no. Just, just, just out of curiosity, a quick Google Foo thing. Yeah. How much is the budget of the national, the yearly budget for the National Endowment of the Arts? Oh, actually, I had that up just a second ago. Hold on. What is the NEA's budget? I, I because sh- the reason I had it up, um, in it, it fluctuates slightly from from year to year, but in 2015 it was 146.2 million. Okay, so that's almost the entire budget of the NEA we have already spent on Trump's trips. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, clearly. So, uh, which is the the yearly, I, I mm-hmm. for for everybody at home, yearly budget for the National Endowment of the Arts, which helps state funded theater programs, arts programs. I'm I'm telling Those you, would be, if you have a kid in yeah. public school and they go to a field trip to a theater, that was probably in some way, shape, or form tied to the NEA budget. From uh, okay. arts.gov, direct in their uh, fiscal year 2017 appropriations uh, request, uh, they were requesting almost $150 million for... Mm-hmm. Fiscal year 147,000 for 2016. It was 147,949. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, 147 million, 949,000. Yeah. And then the, the estimate, according to the New York Times, is about 148 million. Yeah, they, they asked uh, this time for 149.849 million. Um, and direct endowment grants. That's what you're looking at, Daniel. Yeah. <clears throat> Seventy-one point five zero six million. That's where that money goes. Those are the direct endowment grants. So, essentially, we, we all fund of the, all sorts of arts. All of the NEA direct endowment arts uh, could have been spent Paid out of the year out of petty cash that's being used to ferry the Trump family around. While we're on this topic, I yeah. did want to make mention of something that I've been seeing um, on social media a lot, which is that uh, Melania Trump's New York City security uh, costs twice as much as the NEA's budget. And I do want to point out that that's not necessarily the case. That's not something that we can determine quite yet. Um, yeah. So just be careful. Yeah, that's a vague number. Yeah. Yeah, be be careful with sharing any information like that and relying on it too much because um, we're not able to determine that quite yet. I no. did see that uh, the the administration wants to remove all federal funding from the New York Police Department. Yeah, interesting. So it's going to fall on the city and the state to pay for their security. Yes. How is the state and the city going to make up that money? Uh, taxes. Mm-hmm. And what's the easiest tax to raise that will actually pass through those those halls of government? Sales tax? Yeah. yeah. Which will disproportionately affect... <laughs> the poorest among us. Yes. Because 
And for those of you trying to follow the math at home, poor people have to use more of their gross net for living than those that are wealthy. They use a far, far smaller proportion of their, their wealth to do so. Mm-hmm. In fact, really, okay, so it costs, it costs a human body X number of dollars to live. Just because you happen to make more doesn't mean you have to spend more. So if you want money to be liquid, which is flowing through society and flowing through the economy, you want the people down at the bottom to have more of it to spread around because they're the ones that are going to spend it. This goes back to one of my constant themes on this program, Mm -hmm. which is universal basic income. If you actually introduce UBI, you create your, 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 your foundation for your economy. Yeah, you raise the buying power. Yeah. You, that's the floor. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're ensuring should an economic downturn happen, which is being predicted by multiple economists now, that there's going to be another one. And it's going to happen soon. So that would ensure that should an economic downturn happen, this is as bad as it gets. Because that's how much money is flowing through your economy. Because the poor spend all the money. They can't save because they have to spend all of it. So that's what's liquid in your economy. That's why UBI is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because those who are wealthy, and this is just human psychology, when times are bad... They have the tendency to save more. They do not spend mm-hmm. more. Right, yeah. They squirrel it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't, they don't patron the arts as much during the hard times, even though... Yeah, they don't, even, they don't pay- go out to see a movie. They don't spend money at no. restaurants. They, they, don't, mm-hmm. they don't put that cash into the economy, which would then make the economy better. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. is where stimulus packages work. Because it giving, gets people giving, out to yeah. put that money elsewhere, too. Giving money to the wealthy doesn't work. Um, Supply-side economics does not work. Trickle-down doesn't work. And <laughs> just g- going going by simple economics, I'm really hoping to go back to college for this, is, no, the supply-side doesn't work because... This isn't a perfect system. Yep. In a closed perfect system, supply-side economics makes perfect mathematical sense. However, as soon as you introduce humans, it all goes away. Um, and that's why you want demand-side economics. Uh, I just wanted to point out um, something that I thought was interesting while we were talking about uh, the cost of living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, specifically in the United States, the average, and this is just the average, it, it varies city by city, state by state, uh, adds up to about $28,458 annually. So I want you to consider if you're making less than that, you're making less than what it costs to essentially Live. carry out your, your life. Um, the average monthly cost of living for a single adult okay. with one child is almost $4,000 a month. It is $3,943. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. With a, for a single adult with no children, it's monthly $2,371. So um, I know I don't make anywhere near uh, <laughs> $4,000 a month. Neither do I. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that should be, uh, it should give everybody a moment of pause, I think, to, to yeah. consider That's... how many people we know, and, and we may even be among them, who are getting by uh, struggling on less than what just the average cost of living is just to exist, just to yeah. feed ourselves to and, in the U S yeah. Yeah. In the land of opportunity. And that I, universal basic income can easily mm-hmm. not fix, but alleviate. Yeah. But you know, if they're, if they're willing to cut basic things like meals on wheels, they don't want people to live. They don't want people. I mean, they don't want this to government, raise people. They do not. Yeah, want this to raise government's people. not an option. This administration isn't an option. No, it's not just this administration. I do not want to just keep pointing at the White House and going, "That's where all the villainy is." There is villainy there, but it's got a lot of hands and a lot of help. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. goes to everywhere. Mm-hmm. It goes to. Your, yeah, it's your federal house. It's global too, Senate. you know. Yeah, it's also yeah, no, there's, it there's global stuff, but it goes to every level of politics. If you if you are watching the show, you are listening to the show. More than anything else, get involved in your politics. They govern your life and the lives of everyone you care about, ever will care about, ever have cared about, and will ever exist on this beautiful little blue ball. Mm-hmm. The political is personal. It is. Everything Everything is political. Yeah, and, and that's why it, it frustrates me to no end when people say, like, oh, like, I just, I don't follow politics because it doesn't matter to me. And I'm like, literally everything in your life yeah, it is does. governed. Well, getting on that particular point, I'm going off on a little tangent here. Mm-hmm. That's the nature quick. of the show. That's the nature of the show. Um. <laughs> Read a wonderful article. Um, if you follow Robert Reich on uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll easily find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, well, what do the Trump folks want? What's their needs? I believe it was a Washington Post article. It's mm-hmm. not that they don't want Democrat. They, they don't want democratic socialism. We've heard that. They want white socialism. Mm-hmm. What's white socialism? You ask. It's. What your your grandparents had after the war. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's is the baby boomer. Yeah, it, it's the baby boomer ideal where, hi, there is tons and tons of money thrown into social programs within the United States that are great if you make enough money. What's enough money? It's the middle class ideal. If you are making middle class money, you are being burgeoned up by a ton of federal and state level programs that make your life easier. And it has, within the past number of decades, shifted those programs that made the middle class well off and put them higher and higher and higher. And part of what we're seeing with this budget now is pushed to even further extremes of where, hi, you have to make this much money 
you must order... be this rich to ride this ride. <laughs> you, must, you must be this rich. You must make this much money to get the benefits of government. Mm-hmm. Anyone who doesn't make at least this much, you don't matter. It's a caste system. Mm-hmm. It's an enforced caste system. Mm-hmm. Um, and beforehand, well, there were plenty of jobs in post-war America. There were tons. And part of that was because of all the socialistic programs that were put together in the New Deal mm-hmm. under FDR. Um, there's a reason why he was elected so many times. Socialism works. We've done it here for ages. And that's what the Trump voters were thought they were being promised. Yeah. Well, the promises and, are definitely very different than what they're... And the reality is you must pay this much to get that promise. And that amount of money is, I'm sorry, folks, if you're not making at least, I want to say about a quarter of a million a year, if you're making less than that, mm-hmm. you're not part of this plan. Mm-hmm. They want more F-35s. Mm-hmm. Which don't work. Specifically, they want to buy more, I'm sorry, I'm coming to back, bringing it back to the budget. That's um, fine. Buys F-35 Joint Strike fighter, Fighters more. I'd notice that as well. More rapidly. That's ridiculous. They don't work. Yeah. So, <clears throat> looking looking in here, they, they want to... The Department of Agriculture, you know, the farmers, the people that actually feed us, they want yeah. to kind of drastically, you know, a $4.7 billion decrease... Now, I would like to actually see a line item breakdown, and that tells us where they're hurting. Well, they've got the uh, the full story that there is a link in there. Eliminates the $200 million McGovern Dole International Food for Education program. That would be, uh, be free and reduced student lunches. Okay. They're taking and that away. Ju- just, just, just for mm-hmm. – because my, my, my mental faculties are just going – McGovern Dole. Dole's a Republican. Yes. Um, so this is a joint Democratic Republican, a bipartisan program. Yeah. That is being cut. Yeah, to take care of of low income students and to make sure they get a good meal, a meal at least. This is hurting kids. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is directly. This is directly taking food out of the mouths of children. Yeah, but we only care about children when they're fetuses and they might get aborted. Well, yeah, because they're cutting women, infants, and children nutrition assistance from $6.4 billion to $6.2 billion. Not as stiff a... Uh... Actually, no, that's still... That's, that's $200 million. Still $200 million. $200 million. That's more than the NEA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unspecified staff reductions cuts uh, cuts ninety five million from USDA the, cuts ninety five so, million from the rural business and cooperative services, which hurts small the Trump business. voter. It, it, it hurts it, small it, businesses directly. It, it directly hurts small business. Yeah. It also hurts the most the small farms, not the mega farms. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your small farmers, your lo- those of you who liked to buy local. Which, by all means, buy local. Yeah, the farmers. It's hurting them. Yeah. 
And then continuing on into the commerce department, what they're doing here is they've reduced their their overall budget by $1.4 billion, um, 16% negative change. Uh, this is all about removing climate change stuff from their budget. Yeah, but so, it's also limiting economic development administration. It is, yeah. It, it, it is cutting money from poor communities. Hey, Detroit, see you there. You're not getting any money. Yeah, the manufacturing <laughs> extension partnership, uh, shop class. Oh, oh, we'll we'll hopefully you know. get to it this episode, but we might not. So I'll quickly <laughs> mention it here. Yeah, this this affects Trump wants to grant the Navy tons of new ships. Yeah, well, let's uh, scroll right the, down here. Increase the number of ships in the Navy. The Navy has a problem with this. Mm-hmm. We don't have the trained labor to make the ships. It doesn't exist. Uh, also, the people to train the amount that we would need also doesn't exist. Yeah. The instructors to train the people to make the ships mm-hmm. don't exist. And let alone proposing... the people to build the ships, they don't exist. And they're proposing removing the money that would fund the training programs for those people to exist. For the people to exist. Yeah. So this is cutting your cutting your. Uh... No, it's just how you know, spite your face. Yeah, I just wanted to mention since we brought up Wick and a, and a couple other things, mm-hmm. um, the one of the the things about the um, the new healthcare um, proposal, yes, is that it's supposed to be a three pronged. The American Healthcare Act is supposed to be a three pronged uh, approach to revamping the system that uh, Obama has in place. One of the things they would like to do is eliminate universal maternity coverage. I just wanted to point that out. So they really don't care about children anymore. No. Well, ha- unless you want to abort a fetus. I have a message. Uh, this oh is, no, puppers! This is. I'm sorry. Directly from uh, from speaker. <laughs> I got of... really excited. I'm I'm puppy sitting right now. That's good. <laughs> Why is a baby? I have uh, uh, I have a message directly from uh, from Moose. Paul Ryan, directly mm-hmm. from him. Uh, he oh is, yes, he is the Speaker of the House. He is the 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 chair of you know of the Republican Party in this is, the legislative this branch. Is, this is the face of the Republican Party. Please yeah. listen closely. There you go. Face this to us is something that we're not going to give up on because we're not going to give up on destroying the healthcare system for the American people. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you have it, directly from Speaker Ryan. Rather unambiguous. And, yes. and then, uh, you know, Trump today slipped up with Angela uh, Merkel calling America a company, a corporation. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> Was that what yeah. he said? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, he also refused to shake her hand, too. Um, yeah. He eventually did. Uh, I just um, I want I want to mention that I'm not I'm not trying to defend him. I just I've seen a lot of people doing the whole fake news thing because he eventually did, and we're all commenting on the fact that he didn't. Um, oh, I've seen the film film clip of uh, yeah. handshake. Yeah. Can we get a handshake from all mm-hmm. the photographers? Yeah, and Trump Trump looks almost violently uncomfortable. Yeah, because she's a woman in power. Mm-hmm. She's a leader of the free world, and he's a guy who sits in the Oval Office. 
Yeah. We will, we will get to, 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 to Merkel in the free world later. I'm not going but down she, that rabbit hole. Not yeah, yet. He, not yet. he goes, um, he goes, we're a very powerful company, uh, or country. It's how that went down. He, he's still an executive and he thinks that he can run the executive branch as a business. Mm-hmm. Wrong kind of executive, Donald. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. So, um, folks, don't elect the businessman to try and run your country. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounded like a good idea at the time. It was not a good idea. Anyone not, who has any form no. of education could have told you that. Right, but we don't listen to them because we keep continuing to cut education. Speaking of education, the education department, uh, decrease of $9.2 billion. That's what a 14%. This is hurting made. children, folks. Yep. Uh, you like hurting kids. Cause this is hurting kids. It cuts 3.7 billion in grants for teachers training, after school and summer programs, and aid programs to first generation and low income students. I, I want to get into this real quick. Okay. I, I, this I need to say something about. There are tons of working families. Mom and dad are, are working nine to five, sometimes later. Cutting after school programs, mm-hmm. cutting summer education programs, you're putting these kids on the street. Yeah. Or you're making them latchkey kids. You're, you're giving them no direct supervision. You're going to in- increase gangs. Mm-hmm. That's how this starts. A yeah, lot of we, our after-school programs came about in the, the late 80s and 90s to combat the, 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 the gang problem. Yeah, YMCA, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you know, all those. Yeah. yeah. No, th- this is, is going to hurt kids. It's going to hurt families. It's going to hurt those who are most definitely poor. It's going to hurt them. But it's also going to hurt the middle class. Those that are, are working long hours to give mm-hmm. their kids a brighter, better future, this is hurting them. Yeah. It will it will drag people away from having any ability to continue to work in that way. You know the, as as Amber adequate aptly put, the budget for a parent with a child yeah. was nearly twice that of what it takes just for a single person. So looking at looking at programs like this what they're doing I I don't I I want to think the best of people. I really do. But it's really no. hard when they take the food out of the mouths of children. They claim that it doesn't do any good, so why are we why are we paying for it? Even though we have gobs and gobs of studies that say that it, it does help and that it may be the only real meal that poor children get. We have gobs and, and gobs of studies yeah. of where the kids are actually holding on to these meals right. for longer to feed their siblings or feed their parents. Yeah. You have kids who this is the only meal they get a day Yeah, who squirrel it away to share with their families. This is disgusting. This is villainy. This is wrong. Yeah. Oh, we lost Amber. I'm sure she'll rejoin as soon as uh, as soon as whatever whatever has broken. 
Hopefully we didn't brick her. Um, so, you know, it's, I find it, I find it amusing. Um, you know, in, in kind of a, um, macabre kind of amusement. They want to remove $9.2 billion from the Department of Education. And it, so they, they take away with one hand. And with the other one, they give $1.4 billion specifically earmarked for charter schools. For the schools for wealthy families. Yes. Yes, that is the way it is. There we go. Add Amber back. So, now that the school choice thing, traditionally, yes, it has been for those that are well off enough to do it. For those that couldn't afford the prep, preparatory schools, you know, the academies, the elite stuff, then there was the church funded schools. Yeah. You, know, you got the religious education. And in many cases, those schools were on par or better than the other public education schools. I totally understand that. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. They do not have the same standards as public no. education. There is not the same level of oversight. Mm-hmm. In all charter schools, there is not the same level of oversight. The whole, there was a um, the whole idea sorry, behind the whole idea behind Common Core, you know, the thing that is is much maligned by the uh, by well anybody that hasn't really taken a good look at it and understand it. It what that does is it sets a standard that all schools, all districts we, across the country have to at least live up to. We have we Common Core. Its goal is to make it so that if you move, mm-hmm. your kid isn't behind. That way, a kid from Arkansas, which has yeah. pretty much the lowest <coughs> level of education in the country, moves to New York. They don't have to. They don't have to be two grade levels behind. Something I wanted to note in that vein was mm-hmm. that most private schools have that problem, too. Uh, they don't necessarily have to abide by the same standards that public schools do. So everybody always thinks private schools are better. Um, that's not really the case. In a lot of cases, um, they they did a study on this, and I would have to pull it up, but, but bear mm-hmm. with me here. Um, they had children transfer from eighth grade private school to freshman year of high school and were finding that they were not adequately educated to be in the ninth grade of a, of a public school. Yeah. Uh, and I would pr- pretty much go there. The places that they were behind were, I'm guessing, reading comprehension and math. Yep. Mm-hmm. Math was the biggest one, but yeah. Well, ma- math typically in charter schools is not a major focus. Also, it's hard to attract math teachers to a charter school environment because you are, are moving away from having a, a, a set value standard. Also, right. those charter schools want to spend money on things that are more palpable to them. Uh, so spending on history textbooks, um, religious texts, um, and, the, and literature to a degree is far more appealing than spending on math books. 
but it shouldn't be. In any way, it shouldn't be. Also, it, science labs cost a lot of money. They do. And charter schools yeah. are a for-profit education system. That's, and the, that's the key right there. Right there, Daniel. They are for-profit, which means children are not little, little Johnny and little Susie. They are widgets that have to get stamped out. It's taking away the humanity from education. Because the government, socialized programs, are not there to make money. No. They are there to improve the lives of the people that use the program. Mm -hmm. School is a socialized program. It is there to improve the the child from day one of, of whatever grade level to when summer hits, and then they're your problem again. <laughs> and th- we're cutting summer programs, which also help those who are working full-time don't have vacations. Right. Mm-hmm. Because people, y- you slip. If you don't keep up on education, you slip back. You forget also, the things that you learned. The the other thing that I, I know when I was growing up, there was mandatory summer school. And part of mandatory summer school's funding came from the federal level, from the summer program fund. I remember them playing with that. Yeah, I, I never had to go to with uh, the mandatory programs. It was, yeah, it was in, never in, mandatory. In Orange County schools, but... you had to. You had to do one summer semester. Interesting. For, um, for me, it wasn't mandatory, but I did take several summer courses. Yeah, you could enroll in them to get ahead or to bone up on the things that you screwed up on. Well, for um, me, it was I, I didn't want to take I, – I took PE and LMS, um, so I wouldn't have to take it during the year. Yeah, I, I, I took physical education oh, and life, life sciences. life management skills, LMS. Okay. Yeah. Wait, home ec? Don't, don't have a problem with home ec? <laughs> it wasn't no, so actually, much home ec. It was more like sex education and um, uh, it, they did the stupid thing with the goddamn egg and the – uh, you had to yeah. take care of it. Uh, I did actually, I was forced to take a home ec course back in middle school, um, but this was a little different. Hmm. Interesting. But we're, we're, and then um, the, going back to the, the work study aid, which is incredibly significant for colleges. Yeah. That's insane. Dual enrollment programs. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna be majorly but, but, hit by this. But but work studies I- incredibly important for multiple fields. Um, it's intern because yeah. this because non paid internships can't happen anymore. That there's there's not enough time and money for students to actually take an unpaid internship. Yeah. So. Work, work, work study help there. Also, work study makes it so that low-income kids can go to college, can afford to live on campus by doing the, the smaller jobs, uh, by being that late-night person over at the library. Or uh, I know over at UCF, one of the primary work study jobs there um, is the entire mailroom for the university is a work-study program for, for low-income kids. Huh. Did not know that. 
I find I find this interesting. I don't understand it. Part of the education budget restrictions that they're putting is spends one billion dollars to encourage school districts to allow federal dollars meant for low income students to follow those students to the public school of their choice. It sounds like a DeVos idea. They're forcing low income students to remain in public school. Yes, that that's what I was about to say. That's what they're doing. And here. it's it's yeah. also an effort to redistribute those students to specific public schools. Separate but equal, perhaps. Yeah. No. It's well in DeVos's <laughs> mind, yes. We we have already we have yeah. already gone down that route. And but one we've already billion dollars to encourage yeah. them to do this. So what kind of incentive program is that going to look like? And how would school administrators use my guess, that money? That's going to be weird. My guess is that you would have uh, certain public schools that would be encouraging the acceptance of low-income students. They'd be students. prioritized. Yeah, this was the segregation that I was talking about. Title I. Uh, yeah, certain schools are going to want them, um, and that will keep them out of other schools um, that will be reserved for less low-income, yeah, essentially one, less low-income students. The the ones that are are better funded are going to uh, not want low-income students because they're already getting the funding. It's the the schools that are struggling for funds that. Mm-hmm due to testing, have not performed well in certain state metrics. They're yep. going to be prioritizing low-income students so they can keep the lights on. Now, I don't see and, anything here for And education needs. at that point will be, um, I mean, it, it already is to some degree, but at that point it will be especially dependent on your income, even at the public school level, because lower-income students will invariably be getting a lower quality of education. They already do. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. They already do, but yeah. it's going to be even worse. Even worse. However, it's going to be more pronounced. However, and you I, know, if the if all the rich kids end up going to charter schools that are going to just teach them, you know, young Earth creationism and uh, and not actual science or math or anything like that, then maybe the low income students that are actually forced to go through public school that actually has to teach you real things, maybe they'll actually be better off. <laughs> No, because, in, in again, twisted bizarro under, world, you know, they're underfunded. They're going to be using books that are mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. uh, not in best condition. As long as they if, have real facts in them, they may be better well, off still. <laughs> and even even if you know, if the reason that they're not well funded is because they're not testing well, yeah, that tells you something right there. I I wanted to to mention. Because this actually just came across my uh, my timeline, the After School Alliance um, has stated that for every one child who is in an after school program, there are two times as many kids waiting to get in. So for every one child, there are two waiting. Whoa. And if Seriously? Trump's budget passes, it's going to get worse. I did not know that. Yeah, there's not mm-hmm. enough after-school programs for the number of children that need to be in them anyway. Yep. Holy hell. Yeah. So for one child in, <clears throat> enrolled in after, every one child enrolled in an after-school program, there's two waiting to get into one. Jeez. Mm-hmm. 
So only one third of kids who need to be in after school are actually able to get in. Why are we spending more money on this? Why are we taking money away from it? That's that's the real question here. Because <clears throat> it doesn't affect their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. These decisions are being made by people that it will never affect directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? I I I hate to make this generalization, but it feels it, it. No, it feels immensely true that conservatives, as long as it doesn't affect them, mm-hmm. they don't care. No, that's absolutely true. That's what I've seen so far. I that's mean, an argument that I that I keep having with conservatives of of every demographic is that, and this is something that's uh, you can even take back to the whole uh, thing about elevating poor white people above uh, the blacks specifically specifically so that they, they wouldn't organize and that if, if you can convince a white man, he's better than a black person, he'll let you essentially do whatever the fuck you want. As long as he feels like he's better or not going to be affected by whatever it is you're doing. Um, and that, and that's what I keep seeing is that people, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a much more eloquent quote on it. I just can't remember yeah. right now. It it is echoing but, um, in my head, but I yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it was Lyndon Johnson. Are, yes. Yeah. If you can convince the poorest white man that he's the he's better than the richest the, black man, richest black man, then right. And yeah, I mean, it's like him. that that whole thing I went on <clears throat> about my parents, which I will not go on again. But um, essentially, it's just. Him asking, why are you worried about policies that will not affect you? Um, like, why is your generation worried about policies that will not affect you without A, realizing that they will, and B, just that mentality of, why do you care? It's not going to be you. Oh, I, it's I called empathy. This shouldn't, ha- this shouldn't happen to anyone. Right. It's just called empathy. Right, and they don't have any. I, I, Republicans I want- don't have any who, I- who aren't theirs. You know what I mean? Like they'll protect tribal. theirs. Yeah. That tribal. It's the me and mine. Group. Yeah. Yeah. It's the me and mine thing. And here, NIMBY, not in my backyard. It can be I, in my backyard. One of the things that I, I I do argue with conservatives with, and why I'm going, this is why you need to spend on education, folks, is we're agreeing that we need to spend the the, the Trump administration saying we need to spend more money on defense. Okay. You want the best and brightest and healthiest soldiers, right? Now let's look at who our soldiers are. Most of them are from low-income neighborhoods, correct? Trying to make something better for themselves, absolutely. Yep. So, you want them to be the best, the brightest, the healthiest. How is underfunding their education and keeping them from being able to eat a good meal going to make for a good soldier? Because they don't necessarily at heart want the best and the brightest and the healthiest. What they want are people who will follow orders. Um, they want a good are, soldier that will die for them. Yeah, they want fodder. They want somebody who is used to taking orders without questioning. Somebody who may not have the wherewithal to question what yeah, they're doing. To, this... to operate the modern, but to operate the modern machinery, the modern weaponry, all of that stuff 
take yes. somebody who the knows mili- the comprehension skills. The but but those trains. skills can comprehension can be taught um yeah. in the in the name of duty as far as you know what you need to know. We'll teach you what you need to know and nothing beyond that. Yeah. Critical thinking, however, they, they don't, don't need. They don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want but, it. But um, in order to I, I talk to, to any any vet. In order to actually execute any sort of plan, you have to have critical thinking. But that's not what they believe. Yeah, it's not about the reality. It's about the battle plan. It's what they, yeah, what they want is not necessarily in line with reality. So, what we have here is they're destroying the public education system systematically by this. They're also making it very difficult for low income people to get anywhere but what can they do they can die they can sign up for military service and make a better life there they have to make it to the age where you can sign up for the military that's this problem they can't even they will make it to that age they will most of them will they will one way or another they will they will probably be stealing it out of dumpsters and then in order to escape that life They'll go sign up. One of the Hoorah. one of the contributing factors to why they will make it to eighteen is that historically, when <clears throat> when the poor are affected by things like famine or or not enough access to 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 food and healthcare and everything else, women mothers specifically are the ones who suffer. They're the ones who go without eating. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who deny themselves basic services to ensure that the child gets what they need. Um, now, not every case is going to be like this just because it, it won't be within reach kind of a for some mothers, yeah. but for the vast majority of them, they will find a way to get by um, on the, the absolute bare minimum in order to give their child enough for that child to make it to adulthood. This is something that has been, you know, a theme throughout history is yeah. that, when family, low-income families are affected by policies such as these, the mothers are the ones who take on the burden of malnutrition and disease and everything else in order to ensure that their child makes it. So you will have most of these kids making it to an adult age, and then once they get there and they realize that the the only thing that makes sense for their means, the only kind of grant or social program that's left is military service. That's what, where they will go. And then the military truly becomes the socialized system. You go that's in. That's the way they'll get a house. That's the <clears throat> yeah. way that they will get health care. That's the way that they will get that's the way any take type care of, of social program. Yeah. Only as Education, long as everything. they are functional. Correct. Well... I wouldn't expect to see a lot coming from Flint, Michigan, because of lead poisoning. I, well, not just that, but I, yeah, being a soldier, as long as you are functional, you'll have the house, you'll have the right. health care. <clears throat> exactly. As soon as you're injured, you know, or uh, as soon as the horrors of war get to your mind, you know who makes great you soldiers. You don't sign back up. You know who makes great soldiers? Gang members. And what do you do when you remove all the social safety nets? New safety nets gangs. emerge. Gangs. And I mean, if yeah. one of 
one of the things about gangs is that a lot of times they are in some form or fashion providing community services. Exactly. Yeah. Just as the Yakuza in Japan was pretty much a way to make sure that those poor communities were in some way, shape or form taken care of. Right. And you're mm-hmm. seeing it also in the Brazilian favelas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, that's why a lot of, a lot of gangsters will make, um, will get a little upset at the idea of somebody leaving the hood because it's like you were here to, you know, provide. Yeah. You were you were providing services to them and you walked away. There is a measure of pride in that um, of like, oh, you made some money and now all of a sudden you don't give a shit about the community that we're all out here yeah. trying to take care of in, in the way that they happen to do that. I'm not saying that that gangs are are good necessarily, but I'm saying that it's it's a response. It's a community yeah. response a lot of times to the elimination of social programs. It's a story that we are familiar with. Yeah. And we have seen this happen before. And mm-hmm. just connecting the dots, I think we're going to see a lot more of it in the next decade. Mm-hmm. And no longer Sessions is in- interested in re-upping the drug war. Yeah, because it, it feeds into that mentality and it and it continues to destroy this. Well, we're we're feeding all all these social programs. We're getting rid of them. There's going to be gangs. They're going to be trading in whatever we make illegal, legalizing marijuana. Well, that doesn't make sense if we want to, you know, give them something we know how to fight. Well, that's that's maybe a little Machiavellian. I'm not saying it's uh, wrong. Hey. But it is a little conspiratorial, and you need to go get your tinfoil hat. You okay. Know, from from David's house. I don't house think it's out of the realm hats. of possibility, though. No, it's not. It's not. And that's disturbing as well. But, you know, it, it, it was true, as we have found out, again, as things were disclosed, that much of the drug war was to pit races against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to focus that aggression and hate and, and give an enemy that could be manipulated. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes, some of these things, it's not tinfoil hat. Yes, this really is something that happens in the real world. Well, I mean, the main reason that we even started in on marijuana was to pit whites against Mexicans. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> okay, so um, dark days ahead. Dark days ahead. So the the energy department is uh, losing 1.7 billion out of the out of the budget. Uh, hmm. 900 million from the Office of Science. Yeah. And they were also uh, charged with removing the word science from many of their documents. Yeah. So they're they're supposed to put in economically viable solutions mm-hmm. or something like that. Why are we hating on science? It's what gives you your wonderful military toys. It's cognitive dissonance. I Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, my I can't wrap my mind around getting rid of science if you're going to if everything's towards keeping America safe and military spending, you need science, you need education. It's it they go hand in hand. Well, you also have to remember that a lot of these measures are being taken by, uh, just to generalize, a a generation that 
eschews technology and doesn't believe that it's as necessary as we, the rest of us know it to be. Mm-hmm. These are people who are like, well, we used to do it by hand and that worked perfectly fine. And they don't, they, they see these technological advancements as unnecessary, as luxuries, as being more troubled than they're worth, as pains in the asses. So, this is all being spearheaded by a generation that, by and large, detests technological advancement. They're not um, You're we're buying more F thirty fives, and those are technological marvels. That's a flying or, gun. That's a flying gun. That's all that is. Well, not only that, but you just said it. They're they're not. <laughs> they're they not work. terribly good at anything. F sixteens, F eighteens. We could buy a bunch of those, and they're far more effective. And they're less yeah. of a boondoggle than the F-35. Right, but the F-35 is a giant corporate welfare program for the military-industrial complex. We've been over that. I mean, it just is. Yeah, but we have better ones. Yeah. I mean, hell, if you if you want to do something, since most of our wars are being fought on land, I don't know why we're investing in a Navy. Um, they have not hi. retired the A-10. They have not retired it. No, the A-10 is a flying gun. It um, is a flying gun. Literally, it is a it is a gun with wings. Yes, but no. If you want to invest in stuff, since anti air is getting better and better and better and better, um, no, invest in new armored personnel carriers. You're going to need a lot of those. No, that's that, all. That, that's all going to be drones. That's something. Uh, it's all going to be drones, man. We're, then why are we spending all this money to to recruit more people? Why are we creating an entirely new office just to get new people in? It's in the Air Force, the Navy. They're cutting the Air Force budget. Yeah, I looked at that. Well, yes, yeah, but it's not, on like the last page. But they're also were they, they were putting in more money for uh, maintenance and you know to keep the aircraft worthy, you know, flight worthy. So there's and you're going to need educated yeah. people for that. That's a specialized job. It is. It's a very specialized job. But you only need them to be as knowledgeable as the the skill as far as the skill set that actually allows them to do that job. And part yeah, of that, being that's high level tradecraft. Yes, but part of that tradecraft, remember, it's the military. Part of that is in your military service training. They are training them. They don't yeah, care where you came from. And that's, and that's what I mean. Is is not that this doesn't require an education. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. They are highly skilled positions. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that it is possible to teach someone to do those things without teaching them why to do those things or why or or what's or what surrounds those things. Yeah, the the metallurgy. Uh, You can give them need to know basis information. Yeah, Yeah. you can you can reduce it down. You need to know science. You can reduce it down. I've done enough mechanics. Yeah, but you, you need to still... know a specific kind of science, though. You can reduce it down. You need to actually know steps. a lot of science. No. Especially with those things. You're, no. You need to know electrical no, you, wiring, you... hydraulics, but chemistry. Those... Right, but you're, you're talking about kinetic, like, physical silence, uh, silences, sciences. You're not necessarily talking about... You know, You're quantum talking, or yeah, it's just or a really... social sciences, for example. In many cases, still, you got to have a mind to have practical science. You do, but only as far as it's a shade tree mechanic to do your mentality. Job. It's a shade tree mechanic mentality. These are tractors. Like They're for example, sky like tractors, a lot of, but a lot of people who are creationists believe in other elements of science, 
And you would think that the fact that they believe in those other elements of science would immediately tell them that what they believe about how the world was created was wrong, but it doesn't. I had um, I had an amazingly long discussion with a young Earth creationist who happens to be a mechanical engineer. <laughs> and, yeah, you give that look, <sighs> but let me tell you that you are going to find engineers. Mm-hmm are not scientists in any way. They do not need to know about all the things that created it because they can just wish it away and say that God did it. And that's very comforting to them. And then all of those things that they're working with, all those building blocks, just neatly fall into place in the engineering mindset. Mm-hmm. So it it is an ideal that works very well for that type of person. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start to deal with biology and health sciences and things like that, the young earth creationist uh, numbers drop off pretty dramatically. Oh. Though they're still there, especially with all the all the hospitals out there that are run by churches. You know, Seventh-day Adventist and the, and the Catholics. And I have yet to meet a metallurgist who was a young earth creationist. Well, look at someone like like Ben Carson, for example. Seventh ben Carson Adventist. is if you <laughs> Seventh Day Adventist. Let, 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 let's never speak of that walking, talking abomination. But we have but to I because have it's to. Depart- I, I Department to of Housing and Urban Development of, too. Yeah. For the sake of argument, I, I have to unfortunately bring up this individual who thinks that Egyptian pyramids were used as grain silos. But he is, by all accounts, in the vacuum of what he can do as a neurosurgeon, extremely good yeah. at his job. He is extremely good in the areas of neurosurgery, which yeah. requires a lot of knowledge of, of several different areas of science. However, it he's doesn't, a fucking moron. Yeah, it doesn't have to have anything to do with... The building blocks of life from the primordial ooze. It doesn't have to do he with knows, any of that. He is both great at his job yeah. and in so many other ways scientifically illiterate. Yes. And that's also a large percentage of the American public as well. And that's what I mean by like you can teach somebody enough science to get them the job skills they need to perform a task. But when you, you don't have to necessarily teach them the theory of science, like scientific theory or, or anything like that. You can just teach them as much as they need to know to get a specific task done. And that's all I I need. I, I, I I now have a, a, a sick and deep desire to make a GRE for public office. You must be this (laughs) smart to have (laughs) <laughs> public office. Oh, that'd be wonderful. It really would. Yeah. Uh, but as, they, as part, as part of the, the entry thing yeah. is, hi, before you actually even pay the fee to run or go out there and, and actually, you know, get the signatures to run, take this test first. Syria 44 in yeah, the yeah. chat was saying intelligent does not always mean intelligent. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> but, Syria, I don't know what I've done to offend you. <laughs> These standards are too damn but, high. <laughs> but, but that hurt me. Oh, well, just another another small piece of your soul just extracted from Ow. show 147. So we can 
<laughs> we can move along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it wasn't like directed at you. It wasn't directed at you. See, it's just it. it your bit of soul is just a, a casualty. Ow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. So, it's just um, like cotton candy. What? It's just, his soul is just like cotton candy. It's oh. fluffy and light and so sweet. Oh yes, you sweet summer child. Just pulling off parts <laughs> of it. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, and uh, sorry. Yes, Siri is a ginger, so obviously she was bit, born without one. Bits of your soul. She is yeah. disadvantaged. Yes, it's merely a socialized program to to give ginger souls. That's all it is for the metaphysically challenged. Yeah, yeah, that works. So moving along, so the Department of Health and Human Services uh, is losing fifteen billion dollars out of their budget. Fifteen billion. Fifteen percent of its budget. Oh, ouch! That oh oh, that's going to leave a mark. Uh, decreases funding for the National Institutes of Health and certain programs to train health train professionals. Health professionals. <laughs> if, if I may, real quick. Sure, go ahead. Try to get that soul back. So, um, work, but go ahead. Boomers, <laughs> the baby boomers. Yes. You know you're getting older. Yeah. Um and your your body's just just starting to break down. Just just starting. Oh no, it's it's well and truly already started to break down. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all downhill after down. thirty, my friend. You you, <laughs> you need you need health services. I'm not even going to talk about the new health bill. Yeah. But you, you need health care. And you're going to need, as time goes on, more and more specialized care. A lot of your nurses who, let's face it, are the people who actually do your medicine. Mm-hmm. Their education comes a lot of time from federal grants. Mm-hmm. Also, the research for your, your beautiful designer drugs Viagra. comes from federal grants <clears throat> and development. That's going away. And that hip ain't going to replace itself. It's not. Um, so there's not going to be a trained nurse to deal with you. <laughs> You're not going to have that new drug that they have over in Europe that, you know, helps with your blood platelets and keeps your cholesterol down. Um, that's not going to be available here. And if it is, you're not going to be able to afford it. We wouldn't be able to afford it anyway. Come on. Let's get real. <laughs> You're screwed. I, I'm, I'm yes. telling you right no, now. None of Paul Ryan's voucher programs and coupons are going to buy that new hip for you. They're just not. And what's, if, if, what's, if you're 45 or older, you're screwed. What's interesting about that is I think most of them know this, but they're attributing it to the wrong cause. Oh, yeah. Instead of attributing it to what's actually going on, they're attributing it thing- to things, silly things like Obamacare made this or it was the immigrants or they don't attribute it to the actual root of the problem. So making National them understand Institute of <laughs> Health. Right. What does but, it do? It does health. Yes. We're going yes, to cut money from health. Yes. But because they're not seeing that as the root of the problem, they're not seeing that it's going to affect their problems. 
Well, you know, uh, Trump did say that, you know, even if all the programs for for Trump care, which, by the way, he hates calling it that, so we should. Uh, if, if Trump care fails, they're just going to blame their Democrats. Mm-hmm. He said that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll work, too. Oh, yeah. Because guys, the base will believe anything the, that they're the, told. The Democrats aren't in control if this bill gets passed, which somehow somehow we were obstructionist or something. They'll, well, they'll blame uh, yeah. what they'll do is they'll blame it on some some whatever Obama did during his two terms. Yeah, or spying microwaves or some some other bullshit. They don't they, they don't live in reality is the uh, thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's it is gone from living inside of a bubble to living inside of a bunker. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what makes it so dangerous. Uh, because oh, um, uh, you're not uh, here a we bubble, go. you could you could conceivably pop and and get through to them, but a bunker? <laughs> yeah. Those Brought things to are you designed. By Vault Tech. Yeah. Vault. No, no, no. Think, think about it. Those things are designed to withstand what? The apocalypse. So, yeah. as bad as things get, they're probably not going to change their minds. No, they're not. They have no. Until it it directly affects directly them. affects them, and mm-hmm. it has. To, and that was a beautiful metaphor, Daniel. It has to be a direct effect. Anything else? Just talking about it. You know, e- even with all the convincing languages and facts and charts and everything, it will not change their mind. You absolutely have to d- affect them directly. And then that even if you minds. do, if if it can be attributed to something else, a lot of times you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's an amazing, uh, amazing group of people that we are now under the thumb of. Which um, kind of brings us back around to education and critical thinking and why they don't want that. Yeah. Because that re- so, that re- automatically removes people and makes them more skeptical of authority figures. So, Andy, where are we spending more money? Uh, oh, hang on. We're not there yet. So, oh. continuing with the National Institute of Health, uh, part of Health and Human Services, uh, they're eliminating uh, another $5.8 billion out of their budget and... One of which is uh, earmarked the eliminates the Fogarty International Center, which builds partnerships between U.S. and foreign health research institutions. Now, I have a related article I saw. Um, I think this this was up on Upworthy. Mm-hmm. This here directly affects HIV medicine and treatment. Medical development and treatment. Mm-hmm. So, um, Zika and uh, well, malaria it, it, and yeah, but uh, but already a, a problem in our country, though it still doesn't get enough press coverage, is HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your poor areas and districts have issues with it, but it's not just the poor. I mean, uh, Indiana. Thanks to Pence, uh, had a giant flare up, an outbreak of HIV. Yeah. Now, we're getting close, like dagger stab away, close from not cure, but a viable, lifelong treatment that's affordable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, they they have been actually. They have actually been. 
been banding about the the word cure and actually meaning it. So and I, you know with with things with uh you know the cr- CRISPR Cas nine and to that yeah yeah it does all those wonderful advances that we've been seeing you know would you like a cure for cancer you're never going to get one if you if you keep up with this you know just little things like that little things the, this is the thing that it's not the military that you throw more money at to make the problem go away. Health, science, you throw more money at science and research, and that's when problems go away. (laughs) That's how we went to the moon. You gave them a blank check. (laughs) Yeah, but the moon was a a security investment. Mm -hmm. Right, I know. But that's how we managed to... Because it was a security investment, they were able to justify writing a blank check. But the science that got us there came out yeah. of that blank check. Now, yeah. he, and here's it required well, science my, my, to do it, so that's what they had to pay for. Hopeful aside, Bullets did back. not shoot us to the moon, is Uh-oh. what I'm saying. <laughs> You're getting your soul back, is that what you think? I'm getting the piece. A piece? Oh, mm. okay, alright, let's see. see we'll if we see. Mattis. Mattis. Mattis came out this week mm-hmm. saying directly that climate change is a defense issue. It is. That's what the Pentagon has said for quite some time now. Yeah, but he has gone on record publicly this week. That's a quote. Climate change is a national defense issue. Yes, but do you think anything will actually be done about it? Between McMaster and Mattis, they're... They're fighting tooth and nail with the administration. Well, here's... But do you think the administration will cave? I think those two have enough cachet because they're actual in the minds of the, the people behind the Republican White House. Those are men. Those are 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 manly men. And they get stuff done. Um, there are people that have quite possibly actually killed people with their bare hands. Yeah. So <laughs> there's there's a little fear there from the administration. And in my opinion, if those men are pushed hard enough, they will come out against the administration. They will speak their minds. And I think the the administration will be forced to do one of two things. They will either be forced to fire these men because they will not resign for the for the benefit of the country, or they'll be forced to jump. I have another idea, and it may require maybe a tinfoil headband, not a full hat, just a headband. <laughs> it's a okay. new, it's, it's I, a new clothing line. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I now I, I see it. I see it now. Is we get we get a little wristband, you know, one of those like little stretchy ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we make it gray, and we just put tin foil. Nice, yeah. Embossed in it, and there's your tin foil wristband. It's tin foil wristband. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, you know, I can probably manage that. I'll I'll, I'll work on that product line. Okay, so the Defense Department is getting more money. Yeah. The Defense Department is well aware 
that climate change is real. Yes. They are well aware that it is a national defense issue. Severe. They also don't give a shit what the Orange Cheeto-in-Chief says about it, because they already know that it's true. Because they believe in science, because that's how you fire a gun. Exactly. Because science gives them the toys to kill the boys. So, I think that what we're going to see is... Actually, it's we're not going to see it. It's just going to happen. The Department of Defense is going to do all the climate change research. Under, that could happen. Under the guise of national defense. That... With Mattis and McMaster, that actually could happen. I'm pretty sure it's already happening. All I'm going to say, and this is just my dissenting opinion, I'm I'm eager to see how it plays out, and, and I hope I'm wrong as usual. But um, I don't think you will see any significant policy change no. from any of that. No, 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 no. No, no. There That's won't be the thing. Change. There will never be policy change on it. This is going to be dark stuff. This is just going to happen. And oh yeah, no, no. For, I'll, I'll completely concede that for the point. betterment I of just, mankind. The research will continue because it has right. to. No, I, I agree, but I don't think we will see any tangible result. Again, when we could, we will eventually, because as the because eventually they in, are going to in the context to, of this administration. This administration yeah, is built on a house of cards. And in order to, for those cards to stay up, things like climate change have to not be spoken of. Mm-hmm. So they are going to remove all, all statements of it. They're going to remove all support from it because for some reason their base loves that they do that. Because mm-hmm. again, it's, you know, what we all just talked about. Mm-hmm. So in order for them to remain politically in power, they have to not talk about it. Mm-hmm. publicly. It is a real issue, therefore it will be talked about privately. Mm-hmm. And they'll just never say anything about it because it would not buy them any votes. Mm-hmm. But you're getting rid of the EPA, which is actually going to increase climate change. Those those things, um, I imagine they will be then rolled into some program within the Department of Defense because the the budgets for the EPA, the budgets for all of these other programs that are being removed, are being increased in the Department of Defense. So it's more money is going into the Department of Defense than is being removed from these other programs. Can we roll education into the Department of Defense then? As a national security issue, that'd be a, yeah. that'd be a thing. <laughs> There's a bill to be the Department I, of Education by 2018. I, I, B is for I, I, bomber. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just saying, let, since we're giving all this money to the Department of Defense, can, can we just roll the Department of Education into the Department of Defense? Does that kind of go along with the uh, how it, the drug the war on drugs has made drugs a bigger problem? So we need to declare war on education. We we need to declare war on education. <laughs> We need to declare war on climate change. Uh, we need to declare war on disease. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> There's a lot of wars. We obviously need, need to, to fight more wars. Yeah. So, um, but Amber, you, you said that there was a bill to remove the Department of Education by 2018? To yeah. terminate it by 2018. I believe there is another bill to terminate the EPA by 2018. Yep. I believe it. I'm fairly certain. Please. I'd have to go look. Please. I know those are out there. So I, I, I know uh, those are probably gen- a genuine threats. Yeah, they're both House bills. I don't think there's Senate bills. Um, those are probably House bills that have been introduced by insert wacky Republican here. All right, I got the numbers. Uh, HR 899 terminates the Department of Education by December 2018. And HR 861 calls for the termination of the Environmental Protection Agency. No solutions for staffers or budget offered. No, just wipe them. Gone. HR 354 calls for the defunding of Planned Parenthood for a full year unless it swears to not perform abortions. That's not going to uh, happen. Yeah. They'll pull uh, funding. HR, well, here's, here's one. HR 147 criminalizes abortions and if it becomes law requires that abortion seekers or, and or providers be punished with at least five years in prison. Again, that's not going to pass because the Supreme Court has already made it legal. I I'm not so sure that it won't pass. I uh, I'm I'm certain it'll be challenged. It may pass. Yeah. It may pass the House. It will not pass the Senate, as senators like their jobs. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That no. the the morality and ethics behind these bills. You know, it used to be that aha, this is just a show bill. There's no way that that could possibly make it through. But now we are living in bizarro Trump land and. Things, things that are unreasonable are happening left and right. I, I mean, fully Texas just did what another transgender bathroom bill. I, oh yeah, I, I, I love what's happened to to, to to that jerk. Can't find a job. Yeah, well, that was the North Carolina governor. Yeah, former North Carolina former. governor. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks he's a bigot, so he can't find new work. Oh, could that be because he's a bigot and doesn't deserve any work? Maybe. No, I, I fully expect um, there to be some type of um, abortion hardship that passes either the criminalization of it or perhaps a criminalization of those providing it. I, I well, they've already tried that. Go, I, I don't think it's going to go that far. It will. I, I, I fully expect that they will make it even more difficult. I'm I'm certain the the hoops and hurdles will be increased to almost insurmountable levels, but it will not be made illegal. It will be made so difficult as to not be a practical thing. Then we'll have lots of back alley abortions as we used to and still do really and then they will find it it, then they will turn it into a criminal offense one of the reasons i think it will be it it will be a criminal offense um is because they're already doing it Mm -hmm. and have successfully done it in several states where this and this is how they got around to doing it 
was if you operate an abortion clinic and it does not meet the standards of your local hospital, which most of them don't, things yeah. like hallway width. Yeah, it has to be an ambulatory sur- uh, care center. Yeah, that, if, they tried that in Texas. It got shot down. No, it's worked no, in it, several other states. It, it passed through Texas. It was yeah, it was challenged the courts and got shot down. Right, but at the cost of ninety percent of their their facilities being closed because and they either, couldn't be maintained. In either Mississippi or Missouri, it passed and held. Um, I think Arkansas is another one mm-hmm. where the hallways have to be at least eight feet wide, or it gets shut down. Yeah, so two um, and if you are caught. Pass. Performing abortions in in an environment such as that, it is criminal. Um, so I mean, it's I, I see that as as groundwork um, mm-hmm. for something bigger. Yeah, it's it is uh, tremendously difficult, and it, they're going to continue to make it so because this is how they are getting around Roe vs. Wade. I mean, that's there's also that's all there's to it. it in either Missouri or Mississippi, there is a some kind of bill that they're trying to pass stating that if you are an abortion provider, you cannot be within a thousand feet of a school or other. Yeah. Um, yeah now, they're, oh, they're, but you know what the best part of that is? They're marking them as sex offenders, essentially. No, no, no. It's not that. They don't want the children to see the protesters because the protesters have the horrible signs. Yeah. So instead of making it illegal to have such graphic depictions, they're just making it so that the entire facility can't be anywhere near it because of free speech. So you got you got to let the protesters be there, even though yeah, they're Syria, moving them because of the protesters. Syria picked up on what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. For them to get what they want, they will keep making small, quote unquote, easy laws and yeah. and such, and it's only going to progressively get more intense and more constricting. Right. It's the frogs boiling mentality, which is not an actual thing that occurs, but I love the metaphor yeah. of if you put a frog in boiling water, it immediately jumps out. But if you put a frog in temperate water and slowly increase the temperature, it will boil to death. Yeah. Cook it to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's Even not the, a thing that actually No, they, they actually will jump out. Yeah. Because, you know, amazingly enough, people have tested this. Um, but, Yeah. <laughs> But that is that is the metaphor. So, uh, if they can't make it illegal, they'll tie it up so much that you'll be past the window where abortion is viable. Yep, they absolutely yeah. will. And that's when and, and that's when you have, um, you know, there's already medical tourism. So well, you'll also Indiana, have abortion tourism. Criminalized miscarriages. Yeah. Thank you. And Pence. it held. And Pervy Patel is still in jail. Yeah. And we'll pence. Yep. I'm telling you, it's coming. So that was fun. Uh, so yeah, they did, uh, they did raise, uh, getting back to the budget so that we can actually wrap this up. Uh, they did raise the budget, uh, by 2.8 billion for the Department of Homeland Security. They, uh, oh, raises the TSA passenger security fee. So they're going, not only that, but they're actually going to also charge you for the privilege of being felt up even more. Being searched and, and having your your privacy in person accosted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they you know did. your civil liberties? Screw those. Yeah. Now bend they, over and give me fi- 560. 
<laughs> they did. Uh, no, no, it's currently five sixty. It's going to go up. Oh, bend over and give me twenty. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of more like it. Yeah, they're cutting six hundred and sixty-seven million from grant programs to state and local agencies, including pre-disaster mitigation grants and counterterrorism funding. How is this supposed to make America safe? Well, this is they're removing that money so that then they can probably force more money from the Department of Homeland Security budget into building the wall. But the problem with walls is people can fly, they can climb, tunnel. and there's things called rivers. It's a and ladder. Oceans. It's it's a ladder, a, a thing that has been used since walls began being taller. For them to be serviced. Actually, I I still still love the the the, the Mexican uh, politician who literally, without yeah. a ladder, climbed the wall and just sat on top and say hi. <laughs> walls just, just walls are great, huh? Scaled it, yeah. But you know who can't scale the walls? Trump. The wildlife <laughs> that's going to be impacted. Yeah. You know, it's going to be an ecological be disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Fun stuff, right? Yeah. Let's just kill the entire country. You know, it's great. Great idea. So uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, uh, they're losing $6.2 billion out of their budget, uh, which eliminates the $3 billion Community Development Block Grant Program. It eliminates the Home Investment Partnership Program, the Choice Neighborhoods Program, and the Self-Help Home Ownership Opportunity Program. Goodbye, middle class. Uh, it also eliminates the $35 million of funding for Section 4 Community Development and Affordable Housing. Uh, it does raise funding for lead hazard reduction from $110 million to a paltry $130 million. Uh, because we don't want to have another Flint thing happen. That was kind of a giant black yeah. mark on the Republican Party. We can't have another one happen. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. Uh, Bookshelf Zombie says most illegal immigrants wind up in country through legal means and just never leave. The wall crossings yep. happen, but they're a minority. Absolutely true. Completely yeah, true. Yeah, they fly here. And then just and then don't go stay. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They buy a plane ticket, which is legal commerce. Again, when tourism. When you, you you go into another country, are you here for business or pleasure? Um business. Business. Or for how long? For two weeks. Um, well, great. You, See you. Well, you'd say you'd say pleasure. You know, I'm, I'm just here on vacation. Or, or yeah, because you know, otherwise, Some then you just taxes. Do <laughs> you have anything to declare? You're uh, you're a very handsome man. Bye bye. <laughs> and then off you go. You you go, and then you don't you don't fly out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, so the Department of the Interior, or Interior Department, or uh, you know whichever direction you want to add these these words, uh, they're losing 1.6 billion, a 12 percent change. Um, eliminates funding for the 49 national heritage areas and decreases funding for land acquisition by 120 million dollars. Oh, uh, wildlife wildfire suppression funding is likely to see a marginal increase at least. Um, so there's that. Uh, so everyday maintenance in national parks and historic sites and enforcement of activities such as illegal wildlife trafficking uh, at the nation's borders are all going to be affected. 
so we're we're promoting poaching now. Yeah, or just you know the the sale of hazardous animals and things like that. Things you know, um, oh, what, what's the word? Uh, Trade in exotics. Yeah, uh, there's a word that I'm missing, but I'll, I'll probably remember it way after the podcast. So, also the uh, Justice Department, which doesn't make sense, they're losing 1.1 billion. Uh, and that's going to cut funding to reimburse state and local governments for cost of incarcerating certain undocumented immigrants. Uh, cuts almost one billion of funding for federal prison construction. Let's just that's privatize the prisons, that. yep. and we're going to make the states have to pay for housing all of our illegals. Right, which is going to make the immigration policies. More popular with the state governments. Uh, adds 249 million of funding for the FBI, largely aimed at counterterrorism, cyber threats, more timely firearms purchase background checks. Wow, something I actually agree with. Well, no, they want to, to speed up the background check process so you can walk out with that gun same day. At, at, you know, maybe I would like to think that some people are actually not going to just be rubber stamped. <laughs> I, I would like to think that. Okay, you 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 saw the story. I, of hey, who, hey, who, who, I just said I would like to think it, not that I do. <laughs> no, you saw the story. I get it. they they made it so that mentally ill people can go and purchase guns. Yes, yes. And then the woman going to both law enforcement <clears throat> and to the gun sh- store, going, do not sell my daughter a gun. Do not give my daughter a gun. Do not let her have one. Mm-hmm. And she went to that store, purchased the firearm, and then shot her father. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, so uh, adds eighty million to adjudicate immigrant removal proceedings and hire more attorneys. To try and make so yeah. his travel ban will stick. Then on to the Labor Department, they lost $2.6 billion. Uh, eliminates the Senior Community Service Employment Program, which helps low-income seniors find work. Closes poor performing centers for job corps, a job training program for disadvantaged youth. Screw hmm. you. Uh, eliminates grants that help nonprofit groups and public agencies pay for safety and health training. More training. Uh, but it does expand efforts to reduce improper payments made to people receiving unemployment benefits. Because we don't like pork. No. No. And your uh, your mic has gone gone a little low again. I don't know why. Eating the mic now. Okay. Okay. That's enough. That's enough. You don't need to eat the mic. It's not tasty. They're not tasty no. things. They're not tasty. No. Uh, then on to the State Department. Uh, USAID and Treasury International Programs decreased $10.9 billion, a 29% we don't cut. Need diplomacy. Reduces funding for UN peacekeeping, eliminates climate change prevention programs, including pledged payments to UN climate change programs, reduces funding for development banks such as the World Bank, and reduces most cultural exchange programs, but does keep the Fulbright program. This is a 
definitely an America first kind of thing. Let's yeah. just become isolationist and let everybody Which, else deal the with their own problems. At press conference, he goes, no, I'm all about free trade. I'm not an isolationist. This okay. is isolationist. There's trade, and then there's actually being involved in the world. Yeah, of course he wants trade, because that's money. But he doesn't want to actually be involved in things that keep the, that make the world a better place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Syria 44, we no longer want our friends. Yeah. That's pretty much true. Yeah, they can just, yeah, go away. On to the transportation department. They lost 2.4 billion in the budget. Uh, shifts air traffic control outside the government. Holy crap. They're privatizing air traffic control. People are going to die. Eliminates funding for many new transit projects and supports and support for long-distance Amtrak trains. Eliminates, people are not going to be able to get around the country. Right, yeah. Eliminates $175 million in subsidies for commercial flights to rural airports. Let's just cut off that middle class and in the middle of yeah. the country, right? Yeah, we, we don't need them anymore. Obviously, it seems. Hi, coal country? You, you don't need to get around the... You're going to just stay, stay in your small town and die. Yeah. <laughs> Bookshelf Zombie says, Jesus H. Christ. And Syria, I don't want to fly. I don't think I want to fly anymore. Yeah. Uh, no. Cuts, cuts uh, $499 million from the Tiger Grant Program, which has funded dozens of road, transit, and other projects. So we're privatizing it. They're going to privatize it. Everything's going to be a toll road. And if you're familiar with the Orlando area, the Orlando metro area, it, yep. it's really expensive to get around. Oh, yeah. Really expensive. So, uh, let's see. Treasury Department. Treasury's budget would shrink by 4% or half a billion dollars. Uh, that's going to reduce funding for the Internal Revenue Service by $239 million. Because We're they no think they're going to make taxes. it. Well, no, they think they're going to make it more streamlined with Trump's tax plan. So they're not going to need as many people to enforce it. Flat taxes don't work. Yeah, they're going to try it anyway. Uh, eliminates grants for community development financial institutions, which provide financial services in economically distressed neighborhoods. It's going to make it impossible to be poor and ever think about making something better ever hey doubt doubt this will reach him but hey kanye <laughs> um trump doesn't care about black people what was that go ahead and say, say it again for the people in the back hey kanye trump doesn't care about black people he doesn't no now, that's not to say that black people all live in, in distressed neighborhoods or no. even in cities. It's something like, I think it was 27% of uh, the black ethnic population lives in cities, in urban areas in at all. So it's... it's yes, but... Yeah. There's that. I, I, I live in Apopka, Florida. Mm-hmm. And there is literally a wrong side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. It's called South Popka. Recently in an interview, 
a small child refer to South Apopka as as bad as a war zone. Fun. Absolutely fun. So uh, Department of Veterans Affairs, they got an increase of $4.4 billion, and that's pretty much just for funding to expand health services and modernize the VA's benefit claim system and other services. So this is to implement so the voucher system. You faster. Well, no, this is to implement the voucher system for veterans. Yeah, that's I, – I read the tea leaves. That's, okay, that's what this is. That, that little bit of hope I had, that little bit of soul, mm-hmm. that just – that that left and took more with it. Yeah. Money would also help fill some of the agency's more than 45,000 vacant medical positions. Veterans Choice, a program that gives patients the option to see private doctors outside the VA system, would also expand. So let's but just get the rid of the VA. To get that voucher. Yeah, they're gonna they're going to make the the Veterans Affairs Department a voucher system so that then you can just go see a private doctor. But you won't be able to afford the private doctor. Well, that's what the coupon's for. But the coupon won't afford the doctor. But that's what the coupon's for. <laughs> but he costs more than the coupon's for. No, it's what the coupon's for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the VA do, do is we need to hear, broken. It's like, do we need to hear from Ryan again? <laughs> uh, Environmental Protection Agency decrease of two point five billion, a negative thirty one percent change. Now, the the twenty seventeen budget for the EPA is eight point two billion. Honestly, that's not even that much of the budget for the EPA. Oh. And yet people are demonizing the EPA as being something horrible when really they seem to have no teeth anyway to do things. Much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they want to get rid of it. So eliminate more than 50 programs and 3,200 jobs. Discontinues. I'm creating jobs. Yeah. No, no, you're not. No, no. Stop that. Mm-mm. Lies, lies, lies. Uh, discontinues funding for international climate change programs, uh, which we heard about in other departments as well, because these are all cross, cross department programs. Cuts funding for the Office of Research and Development in half. Ow. Oh. Uh, cuts you funding. You die to environmental factors? This is how you die to environmental factors. Yeah. Cuts funding for the Superfund Cleanup Program and the Office of Enforcement and Compliance. Uh, they are prioritizing drinking water and wastewater infrastructure projects, though I have seen that those are going in other negative areas. Uh, NASA is going to get a 1% cut, so they're, they're losing $100 million. Um, so, and that's pretty much the entire Earth science, uh, mission statement. Yeah, cuts $102 million of funding from Earth Science, terminating four missions aimed at understanding climate change. Eliminates the $115 million Office of Education. The most popular program at NASA. Cuts $88 million from the robotic refueling mission, which develops techniques to repair satellites. I don't understand why this is happening. Uh, oh, and then on to Small Business Administration. So uh, they're losing $100 million, a negative 5% change. I mean, they're not even a full billion-dollar outfit. 
Uh, so they're going to eliminate prime technical assistance grants, growth accelerators, and regional innovation clusters, saving about $12 million, and cuts $1 million of $46 million of uh, loan guarantees currently available to small business owners. Directly affecting small business owners. And directly affecting jobs. Yeah. Uh, Bookshelf Zombie, I don't know if the space camp will actually go away because that may just end up being a completely privately funded program. It may shift. Yeah. So they, they still get a lot of grants from local local businesses like United Space Alliance, um, you know. Uh, and sometimes yeah. they work in conjunction with... Um, the United Way, uh, right. Boys and Girls Club, yeah. and sometimes that that those nonprofits funnel money towards the space camp. Yeah, uh, because also they can tax, they can write it off as taxes for you know educational outreach and things like that. So there are ways that they can continue to get funding, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a slap in the face to to NASA. It's a slap in the face to education. It's a slap in the face to the American people, but. Apparently, uh, Trump just liked slapping people. Uh, on screen right now, the arts and cultural agencies decreased $1 billion, a 100% negative change, completely removing funding. Now, uh, arts and cultural agencies, Yep, their budget's $1 billion. We've talked about all these other agencies, all these other groups. Mm-hmm. This only costs... One billion dollars. Nine hundred and seventy-one million. Not even a billion. So, to to just throw throw some numbers out there. Well, okay. let's see. What we've, what is what already, is it eliminating? Hang spent, on. Okay. Eliminates all one hundred and forty-eight million dollars for the National Endowment for the Arts and one hundred and forty-eight million for the National Endowment for the Humanities. Eliminates the. million Institute of Museum and Library Services. Taking away our libraries, folks. Eliminates the $445 million for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which supports public television and radio, including PBS and NPR. Now, I know I grew up watching Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I grew up. I remember when they tried to get rid of, or cut, not get rid of, just cut some of the funding to PBS. Mm-hmm. You can go on YouTube, find Mr. Rogers' testimony. Yeah. Now, it's being hosted by Salon as well now, so yeah. Um, for those of you who are watching at home, or watching later, I don't care what year this is. <laughs> I want you to find that clip. I want you to write an email to your congressman, local, state, federal, and I want you to send them that clip. I want you to send it to them once a week for a year. And I, uh, if that doesn't you know. get through to them, then you need to buy them a pizza and write mm-hmm. out what what Mr. Rogers said on the note attached to it. 
Here it is. If it'll play. Nine, the U.S. Senate held hearings about funding for the newly formed Corporation for Public Broadcasting. A $20 million grant proposed by former President Lyndon Johnson was in jeopardy. President Richard Nixon wanted that amount cut in half. The hearings were chaired by Senator John Pastore. All right, Rogers, you got the floor. <laughs> Senator Pastore, this is a philosophical statement and would take about 10 minutes to read, so I'll not do that. Uh, one of the first things that a child learns in a healthy family is trust, and I trust what you have said that you will read this. It's very important to me. I care deeply about children. My first children... Will it make you happy if you read it? I'd just like to talk about it, if all it's right, all right. Okay. My first children's program was on WQED 15 years ago, and its budget was $30. Now, with the help of the Sears Roebuck Foundation and National Educational Television, as well as all of the affiliated stations... Each station pays to show our program. It's a unique kind of funding in educational television. With this help, now our program has a budget of $6,000. It may sound like quite a difference, but $6,000 pays for less than two minutes of cartoons. Two minutes of animated what I sometimes say, bombardment. I'm very much concerned, as I know you are, about what's being delivered to our children in this country. And I've worked in the field of child development for six years now, trying to understand the inner needs of children. We deal with such things as, as the inner drama of childhood. We don't have to bop somebody over the head to make him, to, to make drama on the screen. We deal with such things as getting a haircut or the feelings about brothers and sisters and the kind of anger that arises in simple family situations. And we speak to it constructively. How long a program is it? It's a half hour every day. Most channels schedule it in the, in the noontime as well as in the evening. Uh, WETA here has scheduled it in the late afternoon. Could we get a copy of this so that we can see it? Maybe yes, not please. today, but I'd like to see the program. I definitely I'd like to watch very Mr. much for you I'd to like see. to see the program itself or any one of them, you see. We, we made a hundred programs for EEN, the Eastern Educational Network, and then when the money ran out, people in Boston and Pittsburgh and Chicago all came to the fore and said, we've got to have more of this neighborhood expression of care. And this is what, this is what I give. I give an expression of care every day to each child to help him realize that he is unique. I end the program by saying, You've made this day a special day by just your being you. There's no person in the whole world like you. 
and I like you just the way you are. And I feel that if we in public television can only make it clear that feelings are mentionable and manageable, we will have done a great service for mental health. Uh, I think that it's much more dramatic that two men could be working out their feelings of anger. Much more dramatic than showing something of gunfire. I'm constantly concerned about what our children are seeing. And for 15 years I have tried in this country and Canada to present what I feel is a meaningful expression of care. Do you narrate it? I'm the host, yes. And I do all the puppets, and I write all the music, and I write all the scripts. Well, I'm supposed to be a pretty tough guy, and this is the first time I've had goosebumps for the last two days. <laughs> well, I'm grateful, not only for your goosebumps, but for your interest in, in our kind of communication. Could I tell you the words of one of the songs which I feel is very important? Yes. This has to do with that good feeling of control, which I feel that the children need to know is there. And it starts out, what do you do with the mad that you feel? And that first line came straight from a child. I work with children do, doing puppets in, in very personal communication with small groups. What do you do with the mad that you feel? When you feel so mad, you could bite. When the whole wide world seems oh so wrong, and nothing you do seems very right, what do you do? Do you punch a bag? Do you pound some clay or some dough? Do you round up friends for a game of tag or see how fast you go? It's great to be able to stop when you plan the thing that's wrong and be able to do something else instead and think this song. I can stop when I want to, can stop when I wish, can stop, 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 any time. And what a good feeling to feel like this. And know that the feeling is really mine. Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. For a girl can be someday a lady, and a boy can be someday a man. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. <clears throat> Looks like you just earned the twenty million dollars. <laughs> so I will have a link to that in the show notes. Spread it around. It's and you be reminded it's worth the importance it. of PBS, then you'd be minded the importance of educational television for children. Because they obviously have forgotten, and they need to be reminded. You guys, I think I gained a piece of my soul back, and it hurt. That's that's what happens. Yeah. That's pretty normal, I think. Yeah. He was, like, on the verge of tears throughout yeah. most of that. You could tell how important it was to him. And it's important to us, too, which is why I just forced you to listen to it. So there you go. Um, but that is... Uh, oh, God, it's not all the whole budget, is it? No. Yeah, it is. 
That that was the budget. At least that was uh, those were the highlights and the lowlights of of what there was to see, and that at least does it for this episode. Whether or not there are more episodes <laughs> right behind it, uh, we will discuss after this. And thank you, Syria forty forty four, for throwing souls at the screen. And that <laughs> and that coming that coming from a ginger is really important. I mean, come on, because those those are hard won. So, so with that, uh, any parting words? Yeah, folks, um, seeing this budget. Now, more than ever, in our day and age, if you're an American and you care about living and the well-being of those that you hold dear, you need to be calling. That doesn't work. Writing, emailing, occasionally buying the, 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 the senator or, or representative in question their office pizza with a note attached to it. Uh, you need to let them know your opinion. You need to let them know where you stand. Because the only thing they care about is keeping that job. In their opinion, it's the people that write the checks that allow them to run for office that they hear. Until their inbox is insurmountable, and they fear doing town halls now. You have to get the message out. Right. Call. Protest. An, a nice uh, thing can do. A nice inexpensive way is postcards. Because postcards, po- because postcards don't have to be opened. Yeah. All they have to do is turn it over and they see it. And the the postage on a on a uh, postcard is less too so more bang for your buck um and you can get all creative with it you can have your kids draw a picture or something on it and just slap a slap a stamp on it with your statement and you know it's it's an easy and creative way and you know it it's different differences sometimes get noticed so that's that's an option i would also like to point out that this is a budget proposal. None of this has happened yet. A lot of it's going to happen, though. I don't know exactly what. I don't know exactly how, what's going to get tweaked. But this is the desire of the current administration. And that should be a cause for pause. It has certainly been cause for pause for this entire episode. So, Amber, do you have any parting words for us, for the audience? Uh, I think, uh, I think we all should try to be the kind of people that Mr. Rogers thought we could be. Um, because Mr. Rogers seemed to think that we could control, um, ourselves and, and even use our anger to constructive ends. Um, and I think we're all feeling uh, angry. And I think rather than suppressing that anger and looking at it as something negative and something that is only going to destroy or ruin, I think we should do a lot of what Daniel said and, and use that anger 
to make something beautiful and to uh, to affect some change that's going to help ourselves and help other people. So, and, and I think that the best way to do that is uh, through everything that Daniel just said, through writing and, uh, you know, pro- continuing to protest, um, making phone calls, ordering, <laughs> ordering pizza or takeout or whatever. Um, you know, I, I think we do need that feeling of control that he was talking about. And I think funneling our anger into something constructive, into something helpful and meaningful will allow us to have that. And I think adults need that as much as kids do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you have kids, get them involved. You know, Let them see how you deal with this kind of thing so that they don't feel quite as lost as maybe you do right now. Because all of this affects them too. They see it. They see the worry on her face. They they hear the the words you know spoken through the halls of their school, whether they be you know um, jibes against uh, minorities or people that are presenting differently or any other. Kids are cruel by nature, so they they have a lot of a lot of things to deal with as they become adults and put all those things to rest. So if they can see the example that you as an adult can present to be active, to be involved, to take an interest in the things around you and to still, to still have hope, then they will have hope as well. Citizenry begins in the home. Yeah. And up here. So, with that, I think that this will certainly end this, you know, Mr. Rogers. Oh, man. Need need to watch a few more uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhoods, I think. But, if you've enjoyed what we've done here, and you'd like to help us out, you know, other than going ahead and, and communicating with your your representatives at every level, by the way, all of them need to be spoken to. A stern word needs to be had with everybody from your dog catcher all the way up to your congressmen and senators. Um, you can donate to our show, however, through patreon.com slash radio and get early access to show content when, when at all possible. <laughs> you can also make the algorithms work for us by reviewing us on iTunes to boost our ranking. You can use your words to tell someone about us. And, of course, engage with us. Send us a message on the social medias or the electronic mails at Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're the more talkative sort, how about 470-222-6759? That's always ready to take your call or your text. And if you don't like what we've done here this evening, you can contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255, available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Lifeline provides free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. Thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been O'Reilly Radio, part of the Random Acts Company. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 United States license, including the music Rocket and Pamgea, created by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. And also there's, uh, you know, that little bit about uh, Mr. Rogers in there. So please support public broadcasting whenever they have uh, they have those drives. I think they're going to need it. So... 
Anyway, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Toodles. And that at least stops this particular part of the show. We still have some viewers out there. Uh, and, of course, Syria seems to think that we're actually done. I don't know. I think we probably <laughs> ought to be done. Um, we, we, we ought to be done. We ought to be done. That was that was emotionally exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Darn you, Mr. Rogers. Darn you. <laughs> oh, that's right. It burns. That soul coming back in it just burns right? a little bit. Oh. I, I just want it to go away again. It's like, oh, I was used to the cold. <laughs> Thanks, Aria. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, so, uh, let's see. Just uh, for those of you that are sticking around, uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, uh, solar panels are getting easier to generate, so that's good. Uh, there's some issues with the uh, with the reefs. Obviously, that that's happening. Um, that's bad. It's bad. Um, there's a bunch of law and order stuff, some interesting things coming out of, uh, out of the courts, uh, some victories on gerrymandering getting resolved, or at least, uh, being refocused in, in Texas. Um, they were found yeah. to, to be truly against the law and they're having to re, redistrict some areas. They were racially discriminatory and mm-hmm. was provable by law. And, uh, a bit on jury bias and, uh, and the secrecy of that, um, it's it's a good thing, a net positive here. Um, let's see what else. Uh, mostly good ideas. Um, for the cost of an iPhone, you can buy a wind turbine that may uh, power your home for wow. near, for a very long time. Like it has a, a very long uh, long life. Uh, okay, yeah. I want one of those. Yeah, uh, Maryland passes a sick leave bill. That's good. And the Supreme Court in Arizona is has approved a higher minimum wage. That is. I was going to mention for good ideas that a new airline from British Airways parent company will fly you to Europe for 149 bucks. Oh, really? What? 100. Yep. What? How do they even yep. do that? That's like the cost of a bag getting sent there. Yeah. On Friday, International Airlines Group launched a new airline called Level. According to IAG, the parent company of British Airways, Iberia, Vueling, and Aer Lingus, Level will be a long-haul, low-cost carrier that will connect Europe with destinations across the Atlantic. Uh, based out of Barcelona, Spain, the airline will use a pair of new Airbus A330 jets and will be operated by Iberia's pilots and flight attendants. They are expected to begin passenger operations this June with service from Barcelona to Los Angeles and Oakland, California. The company will also launch flights from Barcelona to Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina, and Putacana in the uh, Dominican Republic this summer. Wow. Yep, tickets are already... Hopping a a flight to uh, the Dominican Republic, especially if it's during the cheaper... Uh, hmm. Time of the week can be as low as sixty bucks. So, for a little over two hundred dollars, you could go over to Europe. Tickets are already on sale, with fares starting at just one hundred and forty-nine dollars for a one-way ticket. Flight be- flight between Barcelona and LA will launch first on June first, with service twice a week. Service to Oakland will launch one day later, with three flights a week. Punta Cana. 
flights will commence on June 10th, and Buenos Aires service will launch on June 17th. Mm, okay, so they're re- what they're relying on is limited service times yeah. so that you fill those planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, each one of Level's Airbus A- uh, A330s will be equipped with 21 premium economy and 293 economy seats. That's Passengers flying in premium economy will have access to complimentary meals, in-flight entertainment, seat selection, and a piece of checked luggage. However, these features will be a la carte for those flying in economy. Huh. Cattle class. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, that's going to definitely... Uh lower the cost of international business travelers uh, to get get to and from that's going to that's going to be a bit of a game changer for those they that's are good. going to get flooded oh yeah 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 that's major stuff well, those the, those airbuses are going to get stress tested <laughs> yeah well they're not making money if they're not in the air um, fair enough yeah uh, let's see. So the White House is, uh, dialing up Taiwan arms deal. Uh, Trump wishes to build a larger naval fleet, as you were speaking about. Yeah. Uh, Florida Republicans just can't stand food stamps. Um, from, wow, taking food stamps away from over 200,000 poor people. Yeah. Blah. Oh, and you put something in. How bad could it be? Netherlands parliament election. Did, did things not go well? Things <laughs> things didn't go as clismic as we were thinking, but they're not as good as we were hoping. Mm. Um, the the uh, Geert Wilders um, guy who looks like Christopher Walken, uh, a la Batman. Okay, um, <laughs> that's a visual. <laughs> uh, his Freedom Party. Picked up 19 seats in the Dutch Parliament. Um, wow. Not the the 32 that he was purporting that would have gotten him, uh, he'd probably have been the prime minister. Um, but no, they picked up 19, mm. which is significant. So, yeah. um, populism is still nationalism and populism is still on the rise throughout Europe. It was just dealt. It's not the death blow that a lot of no, no different not. Uh, outlets are reporting. Instead, it was just a body blow. Yeah. Huh. You've won this round, but not the war. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how again. Keep your eyes. The big ones, France. Good heavens, the big ones, France. If Marine Le Pen is the, the new prime minister of France, it's it's going to get a whole heck of a lot for worse, folks. When are they having their elections? I believe those are in the summer. I don't know the precise month. Okay. But if I remember, it's usually June, July. Oh boy, it's coming up. Though she's she and her uh, her her party are still under investigation, with which she is not. Cooperating. Huh. That's interesting. I will try and keep you all posted. Yes. Well, that's that's why we have this show to keep ourselves posted. And uh, and with that, I believe that that is all the news that is fit to print. Um, 
<laughs> some of it not even fit to print, but we I gotta talk about it anyway. So um that's it. Good night. Hi folks. Good night. Thanks. Good show. <laughs>